It's not always the big things that change the world. It's the small acts of kindness that happen repeatedly over a lifetime that make the world a better place. So every week we share a story of someone like you who is doing good in the world in their own way. Welcome to Doing Good with Carmen Herbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Good. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert, and on the podcast today, I am so excited to welcome Wendy Tatin. Wendy is a mentor who has helped amazing adults and teens online through motivational speaking, and she has an incredible book called Consistent Steps Up, Conquering My Mountain of Negativity, and a children's book called Lawrence the Tailless Wonder. Both can be found on Amazon, and kind of a cool fact about those is her son, who was 13 years old at the time, um, illustrated both books, and I saw some of his illustrations, and they are amazing. And I can't believe he was only 13 when he did that. Wendy loves helping others learn to gain more confidence, love themselves more and live their dreams. She has been a motivational speaker and teaching others tools she has been using for years to conquer her negative self-talk, doubts and fears so she could finally live her dreams as well. She enjoys spreading daily positivity across the social media world on her Facebook group, Instagram, YouTube channel, and your tag name is Wendy Motivates. Is that right, Wendy? That's correct. Okay. After working with teens as as at a residential treatment center, um, Wendy's now working in a junior high school, and that has given her a greater desire to teach and help teens in any way she can. She lived in Korea for a time. Might I guess this was serving a mission for for, (laughs) that is incredible for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And she loves the food, language, people, and culture there. Her roles as mother to a miracle son and wife to her talented husband are the most important to her. And she loves teaching anyone who will listen. I will listen. Good. Teach me, Wendy. I'm here. I'm okay. here to ask lots of questions today. I am Thank more than willing you. to answer. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Okay, so then first things first, let me ask you about you mentioned several times helping others overcome negative self-talk and doubts and fears. And your own book that you wrote is called Consistent Steps Up Conquering My Mountain of Negativity. What did you go through in your life that was really negative or what was the negative self-talk you had to overcome? Why a book? Why is that your passion? Well, honestly, I really didn't go through anything traumatic or major. Um, You know, I had a good family, good upbringing, good school life. I never had, like, I was never picked on or bullied or anything, but I was my own worst bully. I said things to myself that I would never say to even my worst enemy. And so I just like was always so negative, both um, outwardly and inwardly. (laughs) And it was just that negative self-talk that was always pulling me down and stopping me from doing and accomplishing all the things that I wanted to do. And, you know, part of it's Satan, right? You know, but we, you know, he wants to stop us, but we are the ones that let that fester and keep going. And right. We perpetuate it. Maybe exactly. Exactly. And so that, that was me. (laughs) What age did that start for you? Oh, God, I, I started talking, I'm probably like, you know, 12, 13 years old. Like I was just mean to myself. You know? Why? Why do you think 
you were? What what was it? You I know I know part of it came from it was just kind of a trait that was passed down from generation to generation, you know, and not to blame anyone in my family, but yeah. I just saw it in my family. So I thought that's how you talked about yourself. Right. You know, so part of it came from that. Part of it was just low self-esteem of confidence. Um, I never felt like I always felt like I was too overweight. I always felt like, you know, I wasn't smart enough. And even though I got pretty good grades, but it was just always that comparison to yes, right. comparison to others. And, um, you know, I, I acted fine on the outside and I, you know, went to young women's, did all that stuff, but inside I was a mess. <laughs> would you, would you write in your journal negative things or was it more oh, yeah. that you would tell, like you would tell yourself or you'd have a thought and be like, Oh, well, I couldn't do that. Cause I'm not good enough or no, he'd never like me because I'm this or. Oh, it was both. It was both. Like I, I loved my mission, even on my mission. Like that's, I felt that's when I felt the most confident and the most like just powerful, you know what I mean? And when I wrote my book, I went back to read in my journals to find some stories to put in my book. And my journals were so negative that I was like, oh my word. Like I, I mean, there was good stories about other people, but anything about myself was so negative. And I'm like, I don't remember being that negative on my mission. And I, it really surprised me to read how mean I was to myself, even on my mission, you know? So, <laughs> so that's where, so, so it, you feel like it was a lifelong struggle of just overall negativity mm -hmm. and then do you feel like it was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy like I'm not good enough I'm this I'm that and then did you feel like you really would you would perform poorly and you and you wouldn't get asked out and you wouldn't have the friends because yep. you thought it in your mind first yep, yep exactly because I didn't I actually didn't even have a boyfriend quote-unquote boyfriend until I met my husband and that was at 30 sorry, 28. So I had lots of boyfriends, right? <laughs> you know, but, um, and lots of guys that I paid for to go out on dates with. Right. You asked out. <laughs> yes. Paid for it. Yes. But. So, so what, what changed? What was the point where you're like, this is not serving me? It's this not is not helping me. Helping me. <laughs> I was it, um, was it your husband that was like, no, you are beautiful. No, yeah, you are smart. He, he was a huge key in it um, because I wasn't really even aware of what I was doing to myself. And one time I said something negative about myself out loud. And he um, he said, don't say that about my Wendy. And I was like, what? And he's like, you're hurting my Wendy. And I was like, I'm not hurting me. Like, what are you talking about? And it, it that's what started the whole process um, of really making myself aware of what I was doing to myself. That is so interesting. And that he referred to you like in the third person, like, yeah. <laughs> like he's speaking to someone like my Wendy, like as if you were speaking to some, because you probably would never have said those things to someone else. Oh no, never, ever, never. And when you put it that way, as if it was your spirit talking to your body or, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like someone, it's like, Oh, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, right. It, yeah, it, it, it really caught me off guard. And that was that was the beginning. And then um, when 
you know, and at, at that time I started trying to improve myself and the things I said about myself and my self-esteem. And, um, but then it wasn't until we had our son, which that was a long story too. Um, we had lots of trials getting him here and lost some babies along the way, which was, that was even more damaging to my self-esteem. Um, but once we had him, it made me realize, okay, I don't want him saying the same things to himself that I said to me. Right. And so I was like, I got to stop this. I can't. I, yes. I have to be the example. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to pass that along to him. I want him to love himself and right. be confident. And he is the most confident little kid. And I mean, little kid, he's 14 now, but <laughs> he's still my little kid. But okay. yeah, he's he's got dreams and you know goals and motivation and it's just it's amazing and I'm so so glad I didn't pass this trait or whatever you want to call it of mine onto him. <laughs> yes, that well, and that's amazing that I mean you say it almost like oh yeah I broke the cycle and stopped, but it's it probably wasn't that easy to no. do. So no. so tell us about how what were some of the steps that you took to stop the negative self-talk that was so habitual throughout your life what did you do the biggest thing that i did well there's two <laughs> two things that really really helped me a lot one was affirmations and you know self positive self statements declarations there's all different names for it and you can google a ton of them and and i always thought they were so cheesy you know, and I was like, why would I say these things to myself? Right. I thought that too. I'm like, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. And when you say them, your brain goes, no, you're not. Right. And it argues with you. And you're yes. like, no, really, I am. And you want to believe that. Right. And so from the time he was two, well, from the time he could talk, I would do affirmations with him every night. And his were simple, like, I'm brave, I'm kind, I'm you know, patient, whatever we needed at the time. And um, so we started doing those. I started doing those with him at a very, very young age. That was part of his bedtime routine. It was every night. Um, you know, we did scriptures, prayers, read stories, and affirmations. That was, that was the thing every night. And it's continued even now. And now, now we all three of us, my husband, myself, and him, we say them together every night. And we have a long list of things we say and they changed from time to time based on our needs. And like one of them we did was um, my son was struggling with perfectionism, <laughs> which he gets it, you know, from his parents. So, yeah, right. <laughs> and so we kept saying, um, well, I don't have to be perfect. And then I realized, well, we're saying don't, and that's still a negative word. So now we say it's okay to make mistakes and learn from them. I love that. And so that's one that we all have to learn and we say it every night. And so it's just been um, beneficial for all of us. Let's put it that way. For sure that you feel like you don't you don't have to be perfect at something. And when you do mess up, it's like, oh, I'm not trying to mess up. It, it doesn't get it doesn't give you an excuse to do things, but when you do, it's like, oh, it's okay that yeah, I made a mistake we're gonna and learn to learn it. exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to learn from it. It reminds me of um, one of my very favorite books, The Help, when, yes. when she says, you is you kind, is kind. You, you is kind. smart, you is yeah. important. Yeah. And she would say that to her every morning. And it's, I, I wonder if we've, you know, 
people have been saying affirmations for years, like saying things like that to their children, There's to each other. But huge value in it. Huge. Yes. Value. And my but the other it to tool. yourself is like, it's easy for me to affirm my children like mm-hmm. you with yours, but it's harder for me to look at myself. Oh yeah. And say the same thing. Well, yeah. And I wrote these affirmations for him and we said them every night and then I'm like, wait, I need my own, you know? And so my second tool is my gratitude journal. And I keep my affirmations in the back of my gratitude journal. So I write my gratitude journal at least three things every day. And then I say my own affirmations. And that attitude of gratitude is so huge in keeping you positive. Why? Um, Why is being grateful one of the keys to being positive? Why is that? Because you, you see more as blessings. You see more things as blessings, right? And um, even when you're going through your trials, if you're still grateful, you're thinking, okay, instead of woe is me, why me? It's more like, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? Right? And I was actually having this conversation with my aunt today. And I said, you know what? If you're always, always looking for crap in your life, you're going to step in it all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I need to like patent that quote. Or, or if you're looking for hairs in your food, which by the way, I oh. always find a hair in my food. <laughs> Gross. So if you're always looking for hairs in your food, you're going to find them. You're going to find them, right? Yes. Exactly. So if you're, <laughs> if you're focused on all your blessings, you're seeing the good every day, you're not going to be mean to yourself, right? True. Or other people for that matter. So it just... Those have been the two main things. I mean, I've done more, but I would say those things have saved my life, honestly. Um, can you can you call yourself a positive person now? Do you feel oh, like yeah. I am yeah. a positive? Very person? rarely. I mean, very rarely have I said. I'd say in the last couple of years, have I said something mean about myself? But when I do, it's like, wait. Mm, that wasn't very nice. Say something positive. Like I correct myself right away. And recognize it. Wow. Yeah, because I know that that is not the way I want to go. I don't want to go down that road again. And because I, um, because I started working on this and started becoming more positive and everything, I remembered my dream that I had as a teenager to be a mentor and an author and a motivational speaker. And the reason why I never pursued it was well, you don't have anything to talk about. You know, you, you go hear all these motivational speakers and they've had these life-changing events and they've, you know, almost died and not to belittle their events, but yeah. I was like, how I do I compare with that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't have anything like that happen to me. Right. So what, what can I teach people? So I never, I never pursued that because I had nothing to teach people and going through my own journey of something that's life-changing for me which wasn't like, you know, near death experience or anything, but it's what we all go through. Right. And so I'm like, well, if I can do it and if I can change, then I can help other people. And so then it was like, oh, well, there's my material. That's what I can talk about. That's what I can write about. And that's what I can teach to these youth and, and adults because we all need it. Right. Um, to help them move past this because it, it can be so so destructive for so sure destructive. well and and i think that you being relatable and having a more you know quote normal life <laughs> that is what everyone has most people have just normal average, life. Life. Yeah. average lives and so that is probably what 
what's so great and makes you so relatable. It's like, oh, here's someone that's just speaking up for, you know, that that's standing out and speaking up and having a story. And we all have stories and mm-hmm. all of our lives are unique and, and all of our experiences are needed. But sometimes we do. We feel like I can't share anything. But in in writing your book and in talking and in doing firesides and speaking to others, I'm sure you bless so many people's lives from yours and from your experiences. And I hope so. <laughs> well, I would love to know if you have an experience of someone coming up to you after, after you've spoken or after, um, you know, have, have done a fireside or something, or have they written you a letter that said your perspective has really changed my life too? Mm, not really after firesides or, you know, doing online stuff. I've had like people that I've mentored um, one-on-one. Um, I've had several of those that it's, it's pretty cool to hear that what I've taught them has helped them move forward because they were stuck, you know? Um, yes. And just getting a few keys or a few tools in their belt to help them move past their trauma or negativity or whatever it was, you know, it's, I should, I should, you know, write these experiences down, but some of them are on my website, Wendy motivates. So motivates.com. Oh, yeah, the, the, uh-huh, the testimonials. Okay. Oh, that's um, awesome. Okay. I would love to go and, and, and read some of those, but I just, this is the whole point of this podcast is to talk to people that are doing good in their lives with what, with who they are, yeah. And with what they're doing. And it doesn't have to – I mean, I've had guests on that are singers and speakers and, and authors and whatever. And then I've had some of my friends I grew up with that have lost children to cancer or that are battling certain things that are normal, everyday, average people that are just doing so much good yeah. and living their lives and trying to bless other people. And um, I, so, Wendy, what what do you say when the negative self-talk – maybe doesn't necessarily start with you, but that you're hearing that from other people with social media right now. And with teens, especially they are bombarded Mm -hmm. with negativity every day, all day, even, even as jokes, you're so fat, you're so ugly, you're so dumb. Even just like, I didn't mean that, you know, I'm just joking around. Why are you taking it so seriously? But comments that I see on people's pages and in grown adults and teens, it's like, Oh my goodness. And awful thing. So what do you do when that negativity isn't coming from yourself, but that is coming from the outside, from outside sources? How do you then turn that around? Same way, the exact same way, because you have to, you have to believe in yourself enough to go, you know what, they're saying this, but I know it's not true. I, I believe that. I don't believe that about myself. Right. I know who I am. And so what they're saying is completely wrong. They don't know me the way I know me. And so you have to build up that self-esteem and that confidence to be able to combat that. And affirmations are huge. Attitude of gratitude is huge in building up that confidence. And then other things is setting goals and accomplishing them. Because once you've accomplished a goal, it like gives you this momentum and it gives you this added confidence that you're like, oh my gosh, I did that. I did that. That was me. And I can do it again. And I can do something bigger and I can do something better. And that, you know, young women's is 
you know, they got it down with the goal setting. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, because it, it does, it builds that confidence and those beliefs. And like I started a, um, a vision board, uh, I think it's been about six years ago. And I had, I put all sorts of goals on there, you know, for myself and, um, I've accomplished, let's see, last count was 56 of them in the last six years. How many do you have on there? Oh, well, it changed. It's, like, it's a rotating thing, right? I put a goal. I put several goals up there. And then and as then soon as I hit one, I move it off and I put another one and another oh, one. Oh, my goodness. One. And it's just that alone has been a huge confidence builder. And And I've had a goal on there for, well, since I started my vision board about losing weight. And I wanted to be the certain weight and uh, it never happened. It never happened. So it's always stayed up there, you know, and, and it wasn't till, well, this summer <laughs> that I was like, oh, you know what? I'm ready to work on this now. I love myself for who I am. I love my body the way it is, but now I know I need to be healthy and I really need to work past my mental blocks Yes, and my self-defeating behaviors wow. And really start working on this. And so since June, well, May 30th is when I really committed. <laughs> I've lost 27 pounds. So what? That is amazing. Yeah. So it's like just so many things like that. It just builds that confidence of who you are. And and even though I knew who I was and I could say I love myself. Yes. And I love my body. I love it even more now. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Well, and you love you love what it can do. Like yeah. you love what your mind and body can do together. And I think that's yeah. the biggest thing because some people I know that I had to get my brain in it first before. Yes. No matter what I did before, no matter what I tried, it wasn't until I actually got my brain involved in it. Yes. That that's when it started working. And, and like you said, for the right reason, it wasn't, I hate my body, so I have to change it. Yeah. I, hate I love the way my I body. I want to change it because I love it. Because I and love because it and I believe I can. That is yep. so, um, that is a significant life changing. I mean, that is huge to be yeah. able to say, look what I'm doing and, and, and you're happy about it and it's working for you. And that is incredible. So I'm a long way to go, but it's okay because I'm taking it slow and I still taking it slow. Oh my I'm gosh. Loving my body. <laughs> that in three months, right? June, July, yeah. August, September. I mean, three months to be able to lose almost 30 pounds. I mean, 10 pounds a month. That's incredible. Yeah. So besides setting goals, affirmations, gratitude journal, what what advice would you give parents who recognize that maybe one of their children is having lots of negative, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming all the same things, but how can parents maybe not take it personally when they hear their child speaking negatively about themselves and, and having lots of negative self-talk? Like when is it, okay, this is, we should see someone, this isn't normal. Or do you think everyone to a degree kind of talks like that and goes through times in their life where they're, they just kind of talk negatively about themselves? I, I think everyone goes through it, honestly, but if it starts to become self-destructive in any form, I am a firm believer in counseling, therapists, mentors, like any help you can get, get people involved to help your child because the suicide rate and the ages are just so, it's just so sad. It's so sad. 10 years old, 
what? Like, really? How does this even happen? How does it even happen? You know, it just blows my mind on so many levels. And I can't, like, I want to help everybody. I'm like, no, you got to love yourself. You got to love yourself. But I just, I don't know how to get to everyone to help them. But, you know, as a parent, we're all here to make our own choices. And that was the biggest thing that I had to realize as a parent, I can't make my son's choices. Right. Can hopefully influence him. Yes. But he needs to make his own choices and he needs to go through his own struggles, which is hard as a parent because you don't want to oh, see it. it's heartbreaking it. to watch. It, it's yeah. awful. But if there's anything you can do to intervene to help them, do it, you know, especially if they're self-destructive in any way. And, um, you know, and sometimes it's it's almost a battle to get them the help or have them accept the help. Um, but I would say keep keep working on it because you don't want it to end the way it has for some parents. I mean, right. Oh, I can't even imagine how painful and heartbreaking and just I know. devastating and it would be. It, 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 it would be. And it's, um, it, that's the thing is that if, if there are listeners out there that, um, my heart goes out to you, if that's been the case for you yeah. or, or, or your child or, or your family or a brother or sister, anyone and it and and I think that we would agree Wendy and I that and it is not your fault it is nobody's fault mm-hmm. when that happens and I believe wholeheartedly the same it's not sorry <laughs> oh yes no it's not your fault even if you did get them help even if you did exactly it, yes yeah yep. because and, we all make our own choices. We all make our own and choices. As you were going to say about the Savior. Yeah, he's just, he is, he's aware of each one of us and, and he's aware of our hearts and he he knows what we're going through more exquisitely and, and intimately and deeply than anyone. And sometimes, you know, tragedies happen and heartbreaks happen and, and our hearts go out to anyone who's experienced that. But there are things that we can do to give our children the best shot the best shot at being positive and making it and the best choice, the best chance of um, loving themselves and, and, and loving others. And, and I love what you said that first of all, it, it starts with us as an example of doing, of talking positively and then doing it with them. Okay. Let's do it together. Let's do affirmations. Did you do your affirmations today? I'm just like, you do that with him. You do that together. (laughs) I love that you do that instead of just, okay, you need to do this and then go to bed. It's we're going to do this as a family. Make it a family thing. Make it a family affair. And then when you notice these things still aren't helping, nothing is getting better, there is absolutely no shame in counseling, therapists, psychiatrists, anything you need. Like you said, I mean, we would do anything for our children and, yeah. and help them and fight for them and advocate for them. Um what tell me about the the children's book that you wrote, Lawrence the Tailless Wonder? What was that about? So that was our COVID project <laughs> during our quarantine. <laughs> um, it was longer than that, but it it started then. My grandfather had told me once that he always wanted to write children's books, and he passed away, and he never, you know, he never did that in his life. And so, um, Lawrence the Tailless Wonder is kind of an adaptation of a story that he told me about a little lizard who got his tail stepped on and he got made fun of by the other lizards and things. And I kind of changed the ending and changed it from what he told me um, to just kind of fit how I wanted the story to end. And 
the message I wanted to give. And Lawrence is a, he's a firecrested gecko and their tails never grow back. Other lizards, they grow back. And um, so he left and he made other friends and his other friends have um, one's a turtle who's really slow, or tortoise, sorry, who's very slow. One's a sugar glider, which we actually have two sugar gliders as pets. So what is a sugar glider? They're like mini flying squirrels from, from Australia. <laughs> wow. And you have two of them? Uh-huh. One's <gasps> their mom and daughter and they're super, super cute and we love them to death. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah. We had to include them in the book and they're really fast, really hyper, you know, and hard to catch <laughs> if you lose them. <laughs> and then the other one is a snake who stutters and can't get her words out. And so they all have their issues, but they're all friends and they, you know, they don't make fun of each other because of their issues. They find ways to help each other. And so that was the message of the story, you know, just love each other for who you are, accept each other. Don't make fun of people. Right. You know, and then this summer, we've actually been working on the backstories of each one of the friends. So hopefully we're going to have some more books come out. But, oh, that is so yeah. beautiful. I love that idea so much is you, you love each other, you build each other up, you help each other, and you don't make fun of anyone because we've all got challenges and we all have things and we're so much better together and when we lift each other up. And that's such a perfect message for right now, especially mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like yes. is, is it doesn't matter if someone is different than you and, and thinks differently and, and, and is different than you, but we, we all have something to offer the mm -hmm. world and we can be kind no matter what, you know, we can always choose to be kind. Yeah. Um, and that's, I'm sure working at a, a junior high <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with kids, that's like, Oh, they're just yeah. trying to find their way and who they are and who their friends are and it's kind of cool not to be kind um they're so mean to each other they're so mean to each other and themselves and yes. their families their moms and dads I mean it's I, I have you know a middle schooler right now he's he just entered seventh grade and he is a sweet sweet boy but it is it's it's like all the influence that they have on them uh, just suddenly and from older grades and it's, it's like overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, like, what, it did is. Wear? what did you say? Well, what did you say to that? And, <laughs> you know, and why are you talking like that? And that's so not, mm -hmm. that's not nice. And so my son uh, came home from school, like several times and he's like, mom, teenagers are stupid. I know. I know. <laughs> and like, like, you are one. And he goes, I know, but they're stupid. I know. So oh, mean. that's very important to recognize. Things. I yeah. to recognize he, that. He hates what goes on around him at school every it day. It is so hard. It is so yeah. hard. So what what do you do with those? What do you tell your junior high kids? How do you tell them to be kind and inclusive and not talk negatively about others? You said you give like a little five-minute life skills lesson, a little quick yeah. thing at the beginning of class. What do you say to the junior high kids? Well, first, I let them know that I'm there for them. You know, they've got to know they're loved and that they're cared about and that someone's there and that they can come and talk to me about anything at any time. And I will do my best to help them in any way I can. And so once they know that I care, you know, then I start with my little life lessons at the beginning of every class. And, you know, it's teaching things like this, these principles that I just taught, you know, the gratitude journal, the self-love and talking nice about yourself. And 
I did actually have students from last year, you know, I gave them like this little feedback form and things I can improve on and stuff. And I did have several of them say very kind things that I was like, oh, I'm so glad I helped, you know? So I know it's, and I've even had some send me emails this year already saying, Mrs. Tatton, I miss you. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad they missed oh, me. <laughs> how sweet and kind. So, yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Cause you know, I want to teach them as much as I can, but I don't have a ton of time every day to do that. And so, cause I teach options. And so I, I help the kids that need the extra help with yes. homework and, and things like that. So I just get like five minutes to just give them something positive to think about. Hopefully they think oh, about it all day. But that's enough. I feel like teenagers' attention span is only about five minutes. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's you true. probably do more in your five minutes than another teacher would do in the hour and a half that they Yeah, have well, I teach family. nursery too. I'm in, in, I'm my nursery, you know, leader, teacher in our ward. And their attention span is about two minutes tall. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> So I'm kind of like, okay, I got the two minutes with the with the nursery, and then five minutes with junior. Five Harvard minutes with the teens. That's all I got. That's enough. That's about our come follow me. I'm like, okay, we got five minutes. Exactly. Got <laughs> Shove it all in, and make and make sure you listen. Well, I think you are doing so much good with your mentoring and and posting positive things online with your book, The Consistent Steps Up, Conquering My Mountain of Negativity and your children's book, Lawrence to Tell Us Wonder. It just, I just love talking with people like you about what can you do to change a life? What can you do to spread a little bit of goodness in the world? And it's so much more than you think. And well, everyone. My next, my next goal is actually, I haven't done much on my YouTube channel and huh. So my next goal is to actually record those same life lessons that I'm teaching my junior high school students and putting oh, them awesome. on my, my YouTube channel. Cause we don't have a lot of time to watch videos and stuff. Like I yeah. pass videos all the time, but they're going to be like five minutes or less. And you know, some life lesson that hopefully you can incorporate or think about during the day and awesome. figure out something. So that's my next goal. <laughs> That is – put it on your vision board. It's going to be on there. Yep. Put it on your vision board. Meg Johnson, who is an incredible speaker here at our Turtle House, she draws, she illustrates her mm -hmm. goals. And she said, every single thing that I draw on my vision board yep. happens. Every single yep. thing. Like, I'll, I'll draw – I too, but I don't draw because I didn't inherit the artistic – Yes, like my son did. Right. I, I use a PowerPoint presentation oh, and I put awesome. I put pictures and stuff on from my PowerPoint presentation. Then I print off that page and that's how it works for me. And, and it, it works. Yep. I've, it works I've seeing the positive and it just like you said, like when you think the negative, those things would come true. And when you put positive goals and you say positive affirmations, those things also come true. They happen. Because, they yes, happen. they do. Are we are we we can create our own futures by our attitudes and and our beliefs and our goals and i just feel like oh we all need to it makes me want to step it up a little like come on like Good. i have more to offer too well, so you're doing amazing things too so <laughs> thank you well it's it, it's always you know it's always good to talk to someone who is super motivating and and i feel like oh okay after this i'm going to set goals and do affirmations with my kids. And there's lots of things I learned from you. So thank you so but much. Don't beat yourself up if it doesn't happen the way you want. That's the biggest thing. That's true. Right? It, it might not be Start perfect. small, like even just two affirmations. Because you, 
that's the thing is you get these grandiose ideas and then if you don't yeah. do them, then you beat yourself up, which I did all the time. Yes. Yes. That's so true. My have, goal is not to have people beat themselves up. <laughs> yes. Have realistic expectations, yes. but also, you know, set great goals and then, but, but don't get Start yeah. very small though. Cause my book yes. is consistent steps up and it's all about taking those baby steps consistently. Baby steps. Yes. Just ruthlessly patient yes, and just, just so patient and one step at a time. And if you when you're running back, up your mountain, I mean, you can't run up a mountain, you get tired and you wear yourself out and you slide back down. So you have to do it baby step by step, baby step. And step then you can get step. to the top of your mountain. So that is such great advice that it, it's not all going to happen at once that something, sometimes these things just take time, but the point is to keep at them. Wendy, thank you so much for coming on my podcast today and for all the good you are doing. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Doing Good with Carmen Herbert, available exclusively inside Our Turtle House. At Our Turtle House, there's something for the whole family. From full-leg talks that you can't get anywhere else from some of your favorite speakers, to fun family home evening lesson plans that follow the Come Follow Me curriculum. There's even short daily devotionals made specifically for your teens. Plus, you can get two months free when you sign up for an annual plan. Just go to OurTurtleHouse.com to get started. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here for another episode of Doing Good next week.